Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. Make sure you got the right incoming air for that ventilation fan, which is the door gap. Think about the it. gap under the door into the bathroom. I think people have a hard time with the concept of ventilation. Like they just think the air is there. And then when you take it out, that it just replenishes itself. Think about it. What goes out comes in. So that space is always trying to make up air and pull it from different places. So if you put that vent fan on, it's got to pull from somewhere and you need a gap under your door to let new air in so it can replace yep. that. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your one-stop shop for home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Caroline. How are you? Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, this is going to be a great show today. We are diving into the bathroom. Mm. We've got some great top remodeling tips for you if you're going to do that bathroom remodel. But I do have an update on the whole contractor destroying the bathroom, Amber's bathroom in Colorado. You remember that? Yes. Well, you got to give an update to all our new listeners who don't know what happened. Just a quick recap. Yeah, so last year, there was a contractor uh, went in and uh, was paid to do a bathroom remodel. Went in, did an absolute horrible job. Terrible. It's just, it, it looked like she, an eight-year-old that was blind did this job. That had <laughs> never done tile before. Horrible. Horrible done. Well, the contractor decided that he wanted to get paid early, him and his wife, went over to the house, got the key, got inside the house with the homeowner not being home. Neighbor followed him in the house. What are you doing over here? Not supposed to be in here. Took a sledgehammer to the bathroom and repossessed it. And I'm using air quotes. Because he wasn't getting paid fast enough for something that was not even finished. That's Said it was happened. done, wasn't close to done. Didn't have a shower door, didn't have, it was partially done and it needed to all go in the dumpster anyway. So a number of our friends here around the house, Jason McDaniel from Global Tile Posse, William White, Ardex, all those guys went over there, got a crew together, flew out to Colorado Springs, Colorado, and absolutely dove in and gutted this bathroom in a week and put it back together. And for the industry, made it right for Amber. Amazing. So update. Colorado Springs took a while to do this. A couple months later, they filed charges. And, you know, for breaking and entering, that kind of stuff. So I have an update from Amber here. And so this happened here a week or two ago. So Jordan took her plea deal and pled guilty to a class six felony criminal mischief 
By taking this plea, the felony burglary charge was dropped. She was sentenced to two years probation, 100 hours of community service, and must take both an anger management class and a making better life choices class. But this was his wife. This was the this wife, the wife. Of the contractor. This, she was not correct. there when he smashed She was there. It. She was standing oh, there. Oh, she was there. But she wasn't swinging the hammer. Gotcha. Okay. So she was part of the she was She was situation. a participant, yes. Got so it. when asked if she would like to make a statement, she let the judge know that she wishes that she could go back to the day and not do what they did because she is remorseful not only to what happened to her, but those around her as well. All right. Okay. Uh, fortunately for her, if she completes her probation successfully, her guilty plea will be withdrawn and her case dismissed. So mm-hmm. got a chance to learn from that. Now, Terry, the contractor, also accepted his plea deal and pled guilty to a class six felony criminal mischief by taking this plea. The felony burglary charge was dropped. Mm-hmm. His plea deal leaves it up to the judge for sentencing. And so there's going to be a eight week uh, persistence investigation done where they'll dig into his past and present, including his two criminal mischief charges and prior felony, felony burglaries will make a decision on sentencing on September 8th. He's had enough chances. What? That's, yeah. Come on. So there's other, from what it's being reported to me, and I don't know their names. And so I'm just hearing this from Amber, that there are two other victims of this contractor since her bathroom. So, so scary. He needs to go. He needs to do some yeah, jail yeah, time. That's jail time. Yeah, that's ugly. That's ugly. So that's what happens when you hire the wrong contractor and they're not like good people. And why we constantly hit on that about hiring a contractor, making sure you're making the right decision. It's something we may over reiterate, but there's a reason for it. Look at this instance. Yeah. Talking crime. Yeah. I mean, this made national news inside edition. It was on ABC, NBC, Fox. It was everywhere. It was crazy. Mind blowing. Yep. So anyway, there's our update on the Amber Truckee situation. So that's cool. And I hope Amber's doing well. Yes, she is. I I was chatting with her online. She's been on the show. You can go back and listen to the podcast that uh, we did while they were working at it in the house with the whole crew. So that was a lot of, lot of fun. And we, that was the first time we had Amber on the radio with that. That was great. Well, let's get into our top five bathroom remodeling tips before we run out of time. This segment actually it's going to be more than five. We probably have seven or eight here. If we can get to them. Number one, upgrade ventilation. Woot, woot. Don't want to smell that poop. Don't want to have that moisture. Don't want to have that mold. You know, here's the thing. When I first got into design, kitchen and bath design, when I was doing luxury spaces, and this is back in the 90s, right? We were we were buying like expensive row burn medicine cabinets that were heated so <laughs> the they wouldn't fog cabinet. up. Oh, right? That makes me laugh. Remember the heated glass cabinet? so they wouldn't fog up. Now we have proper ventilation so they never fog up. I have a steam shower. My glass never fogs up. That's the key. And now we're t- that. We were talking about these fans because code is different depending where you are. Mm-hmm. So it's ASHRAE 62.2 says you need 50 CFM. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty consistent across the country? No. Uh, some bathrooms, well, some, especially in the Northeast, which blows me away, as long as you have a window you can open, they Oof. say that's adequate ventilation, which is completely wrong. 
Yeah, I don't even go by that. I just, everybody no. needs one. Yeah. So if you're remodeling your bathroom, there needs to be a vent fan. It needs to vent all the way outside of the residence, not into the attic space, not up to a ceiling vent in the up there and screwed to the inside of the roof vent. It needs to go out completely outside. And they have these Period. new vent fans um, where they're not so new, but where they have a controllable CFM, meaning if you need 50, you could have 50. If you need 80, you can have 80. If you need 100, you can have 100 all on one fan, which makes it better for contractors because if the contractor accidentally installs the wrong fan, you can, with a flip of the switch, get the velocity you need, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Brone does that now. Panasonic yeah, has done it for decade or two. Yep. So been able to sit there and, and adjust that, you know, so you can go, Hey, this is a big bathroom, high ceilings, crank it up little tiny bathroom. Well, maybe we only need 70 CFM or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge one. Always replace it. Put the new one in, uh, especially if you've got that builder grade stuff, get it out of there. And the new ones are so quiet. It'll be totally worth it. If you have a new house now, though, I would assume they're putting in better fans. No, most no? new houses are putting in the cheapy $40 ones. They're still putting really? cheap fans in. Most are. Hmm. Especially spec See? builders. Cheapest fan they can find, and they're loud, they're noisy. You can put a nice one in that works better, and you could have more features like lights, sound, heat, whatever. Yeah. So good to know. that's a good way to go. All right, before we go out to break, let's get into the next one here. This is the time to do some replumbing. Replace any and all galvanized pipe or CPVC pipe in that bathroom. Out. And you have stuff in there. If you have galvanized drain lines, if you have galvanized water pipes, get it all out. That's that silver looking. If you look at it, guys, it looks like a silvery-ish type of. Yeah. Versus copper, which is red-ish. You want to tear it back apart to to deal with it. So when we come back, we're going to dive into more of this list. We've got a bunch more to talk about. Let's do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Bless you. Man, you have been fighting... You've been oh. fighting allergies for a month or two now. What's going on? I don't know. I think I've got mold. You've got mold in my building. Well, you guys had all the flooding and stuff. I'm not surprised. You should go to examinear.com and see what you've got in that air. So that way you might be able to deal with it because you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I need to figure it out. You're right. Examinear.com. I'll go there. Go to examinear.com. <laughs> Hey, I'm Rudy Wade, and you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. Listen to my music to improve your home. You got me thinking about the day we Welcome back to the Around the House show, your home improvement stop for all that information you need. Caroline's throwing stuff over there in the studio. I am. <laughs> throwing pens at this guy. Oh, jeez. Gotta watch out what's going on. Hey, whoa. <laughs> as long as I'm not throwing alarm clocks, it's all good. Oh, <laughs> touche, touche. That's a good one. Amen, sister. So let's get back to our top bathroom remodeling tips because this is good. So this one here, I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize right now to our old time contractors that listen to the show because you're going to start swearing at me. Uh-oh. Sorry, 
but what I believe is what I believe. Always use current waterproofing methods in that shower or bathtub. Yes. I love it. Use the Schluter, the Weedy, the Ardex. I want to see a current waterproofing method, and I'm not talking using hot tar. I'm not talking using hardy board. Hardy board. I'm not talking about using. Yeah, I'm not talking about using a mud pan. Go with a certified product that is installed by a certified installer that gives you that lifetime warranty. Period. Guys. Go on Instagram. I say guys, girls, Yep. anyone, go on Instagram and view how they are doing showers today and bathroom areas because it is vastly different than what you saw years ago. And if somebody walks in with hardy backer board or says they're going to use this, you need to reevaluate yep. and go and see the new technologies because there are these systems that are really vapor and moisture proof mm-hmm. to keep all this out. And then you're not going to have people like me coming in to have to test for mold or to have to recommend remediation and leaking to a bottom floor, especially if this bathroom's up on a second floor, you need to have these new technologies in place. I saw in one episode of Skip Bedell's catch a contractor with Adam Carolla that they did the shower wrong. It was leaking into the slab on grade foundation so badly that water was coming up through the concrete in the girl's bathroom and creating mold in the corner of the room because it was coming up through the concrete there. Mm-mm-mm. So it had this other moldy mess. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter. There are no shortcuts in showers because when it comes down to it, the tile and grout is not waterproof. So what's important is the stuff behind it even more so than the pretty stuff on the outside. And the stuff now, the way they do these bathrooms, it's it's fascinating to watch because it's sort of layer upon layer and it's very neat and clean. And a lot of these things that were heavy, if people remember when you're bringing in that backer board, it was quite substantially heavy. Oh yeah. And you can see there's great, like the tile chick and a lot of girls out there mm-hmm. doing tiling women. Um, they can pick this stuff up now because it's just like foam board and it's very lightweight. It's kind of amazing. Works really well. Works really well. So make sure that you're doing that. Avoid those kind of more home center options and especially the the mud set pans. I, I disagree with using those these days. There's better technology. You might as well just do it the right way with the newer products and make sure that it's good because that's one of those things that, uh, you know, showers are expensive. Uh, when you're paying someone to do a shower, I've seen it's really easy to spend $10,000 on a shower. These bathrooms are hugely expensive now. I mean, what are you thinking? Average bathroom remodel. Jeez. You know, a hall bathroom, if you're just doing cheap, low quality stuff, like a fiberglass tub shower, that kind of stuff, you're spending thirty dollars to $40,000 on that now. Yep. For basic materials, off the shelf kind of stuff. You're spending sixty dollars if you're putting nice stuff in there. You think about it. I mean, you can spend on a shower, a custom glass shower door, a steamer shower door, you can spend three oh, to $4,000 yes. on the door. For clear glass. Mm-hmm. And when if you're hiring that out with the contractor, make sure the glass people are putting that shower door in. Do not go buy one of the kits off the shelf. Have the shower no, door no, people no. put it in. That way you get their warranty. It's a smart way to do it. We have Glass Castle. Do you know Glass Castle? Mm-hmm. You probably don't have them. Yep. Now we've got a lot of different companies around here. That's a good point. We've never talked about that. Yeah. Making sure people get these kind of glass areas of the bathroom, go to a specified con- building contractor yeah. that knows how to do that or sends you to the right location so you're warranted. Yeah, I do not like, I mean, I, 
I installed my last shower door and I swore I will never do one again. It was just a horrible experience. And, and I, I'm DIY friendly. You know what I mean? And I'm like, never <laughs> yes, doing yeah. this thing again. Same. I sweated that because all it takes is a little bump. It's a frameless shower door. It's big pieces of 100 pound oh, glass. glass. Nope. Never doing that again. So the next one, I think is a really healthy home option for this. Spring for the heated tile floors. Yes. Dry up all that moisture that you drip when you come out of the shower or the bath. You've got all this water that hits that tile and that's not sealed underneath. Well, sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it's not. Even if you're bringing a contractor in, it's, I'm going to use a round number. It could be more than this, but it's like a thousand dollar option. And if you're spending... $30,000, spend $31,000 and get a heated tile floor. Now, here's another trick. You can run that heated tile floor into the shower and into the bench on the shower if you want to. Mm -hmm. Or how about don't forget our friends at Armada. Oh, yes. Dry and shower. I put that in mind. I will not ever put another shower in without a drying system in it. They look like little tiny jacuzzi, little jet nozzles, and they come out of the wall and the in the ceiling and the floor. I don't have to squeegee my shower glass. I hit the timer, boom. And I had to do that because when you do a, a, a steam shower, it's a sealed system in there, right? The door's meant to close up to keep the steam in. And so I'm like, man, that is going to be an unhealthy, moldy, mildewy mess in there. Mm-hmm. I am yes. trapping all that in there, and there's no way to do it. So Armada got me hooked up. I hit the button, I walk out, I crack the transom glass up top to get some airflow out of there, and it runs, and 15 minutes later, that whole space is dry as a bone. And they have options, so you can do nine nozzles, 12 nozzles, you can shoot it at areas in the shower that need it more than others, so They design it for you. They'll help you get the right plan. It's really cool. They're a great company to work with. That's another one of those things that will treat that. And we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but it makes it so you don't have to squeegee everything. And it makes it so you don't have to clean that shower like a 10th of the time. Mm. I mean, literally I can take a shower in there. And if I take a minute with the handheld and, and rinse stuff down before I go, not getting it dirty really. But only do that guys only rinse your walls like that. If you have the vapor system behind yep. it, if you do not spray your walls down, if you have, party backer board or even waterproof. Yeah. You know, sometimes they put drywall back there. Yeah. Don't do that. My shower system has the vapor 85 weedy behind it. So it's vapor proof, yes. not only waterproof, it's vapor proof. Then I have a slab porcelain wall. So my only joints are in the corners. See? So it, that is, is waterproof. That's going to be. Don't have to clean it that way. Works out really well. Nice. Now when we come back, I've got, um, a tip here that I think everybody should do. This is going to be an important one, and it only takes a little bit to do it. And I think it's really important, especially if you're already bringing in some power for like a a, a floor heat, or if you're bringing in power for that, uh, you know, air drying, the Armada drying system or something like that. I think those are all keys right there. We come back, we'll talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns.
Hey guys, you're listening to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. I'm Zeke Sky, and I'm going to show you how to shred it out while you're building it up. Welcome back to the Around the House show, your home improvement source every week. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking about our top bathroom remodeling tips. This doesn't matter if you're doing it as a DIY project or if you've got the best high-end contractor or the best low-end contractor trying to spiff things up. These are tricks that we think that you should be including and little warning signs to save you money Mm -hmm. in these kind of projects. You want to recap? You know, one of them. You should recap. Yeah, let's recap here real quick. And I'm going to add one to the list that I didn't even add on there, but we'll talk about these here. Upgrade ventilation. Make sure that that is the right vent fan that's going outside. Mm-hmm. Even if you've got that five-year-old spec house, it's probably got a really cheapy fan in there. Put something good. Panasonic, Bro Newtone, one of those that can really move some air. Uh, replace all the galvanized old pipe. If you've got galvanized drain lines, galvanized water lines, CPVC, get that crap out of there. Get it out. Well, you got a wall opened up or you can open up a wall. Put in good plumbing. Clean it out. Yep. Get it out. Next one. Always use current waterproofing methods for that tub shower or shower. So not using the hardy backer, not nope. using, use one of the Ardex, Weedy, Schluter, any one of those guys. Uh, the last one we talked about here, spring for the heated tile floors. Or a drying, or a drying system. Yep. And, 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 or a drying system. Mm-hmm. I, I have a combination of both. Works really well. No mildew issues in the shower that way. So the next one here is a simple one. Run electrical for a powered toilet seat. Mm. For that bidet. I like, just run the power over there. I like it's the simple. automatic seat that just shuts for you anyway. I mean, just from a cleanliness mm-hmm. standpoint, you don't want the yeah. bowl open to your airspace. I mean, it's kind of gross. You're yeah. showering. And then it. they have lights. You get, you get like the Kohler one. It has lights. You know what I mean? Or American Standard has lights. They've got a lighted thing in there. So you can walk in there in the middle of the night and have a little glow of the toilet you're heading over to without turning the lights on. Does it glow if it's shut? Or if it's no, shut? but you see as you get close, they'll open up and the light turns on. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like. E.T. phone and home. So that's a good one. Now you brought this one up and this is a key here. And it's a good key for number one, which was upgrade ventilation. Make sure you got the right incoming air for that ventilation fan, which is the door gap. Think about the it. gap under the door into the bathroom. I think people have a hard time with the concept of ventilation. Like they just think the air is there. And then when you take it out, that it just replenishes itself. Think about it. What goes out comes in. So that space is always trying to make up air and pull it from different places. So if you put that vent fan on, it's got to pull from somewhere and you need a gap under your door to let new air in so it can replace that air. So let's think about this. Let's say you've got a 120 CFM fan and because of Ben's obstructions, venting outside, let's say it's moving a hundred and a hundred CFM of air, right? Mm-hmm. That's to picture that amount of air. Here comes the basketball cubic feet per minute. The yep, basketballs that's a hundred basketballs, 
100 basketballs of air. So that's coming underneath that door. So if you've got that quarter inch door under the door, not enough air. You want to make sure you've got enough surface area of air coming under. Now with mine, I'm going to do it a little different. This is a good idea. Actually. Here's why. We've never talked about this. We talked about this before the show. And this is a, yeah. I think this is kind of genius. So I have a problem. I have the right door gap under my door. But because I have heated tile floors and the fan is running. So if I jump in the shower, take a, let's say a 10 minute shower, a quick shower. Mm -hmm. I walk over, get dried off, go in front of my sink, which is next to the door that comes in. That floor is colder than the rest of it because of the air that is rushing across the floor down below. Okay. Think of having something that's 85 degrees and then you're blowing it with 70 degree air. Mm -hmm. brings it down to 70 so it seems cooler okay so you don't have that warmth there so what i'm going to do is i'm going to create up above higher up on the wall a secondary intake port that's going to look just like an air return air grill Mm -hmm. inside and outside of the bathroom out into the hallway so that now air can transfer in between the rooms there and not have it all coming underneath the door and if you wanted to make it you know hidden you know, it's kind of how we talk about drains and showers. You know how we have like the invisible drain. Wouldn't it be cool if yeah. we had like invisible vents like that, like above the door where you couldn't even see it and it's just allowing the air flowing. Yeah. Hmm? It'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. I'd love to see like a more linear vent. Yes. You know yes. I mean? That's what I'm just thinking. A line. Just like the infinity drain. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, we're giving people ideas. I know. We want percentages. Something that's besides the, idea. the big vent. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That would be cool. All right. But see, that's the thing. You got to take those things into account. That's the bad part about having the heated floor with that is that I have too much air rushing over that. Yep. But you need the air, guys. So don't close off. Mm -hmm. Don't put the doors too close to the floor. Make sure everything's got some breathability. And that's the challenge there. So another one that's not on the list. I'm going to hit this one right here. When you're going to design that bathroom, hire a kitchen and bath designer to help you. Of course. It will save you money. I wouldn't do it without it. You know, we've talked about this on the kitchen one. The same rules apply for the bathroom. When you get that, they know what the current styles are, what the current products are. They're going to help you with lead times. They're going to help you with tracking down the right materials and making it all work together. Yes. And they can probably come up with a better plan for your space than what was already there. You have to always remove and replace. So that's a big key right there. All right. The next one is something that you run into on yours, Ugh. right, Caroline? Eric, Eric's going to help me fix it. I, you need to have a really good ledge on your sink. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That your sink isn't taking up the whole entire space of your countertop. That when water splashes over, it ends up going down the front of the cabinets and down to the floor. Now, I have this problem because I did poor design. Well, that was that was hip when you did it. The vessel sink on the countertop <sighs> thing was big. And the problem is that some of those vessel sinks are only an inch or two tall, right? Yeah, they're, they're not very deep. tiny, right? They go around. They look really cool. They're these thin sinks that just sort of sit on top of your, you know, whatever you're using, whether you have Corian or quartz yeah. or granite. And if you use a water pick Mm. or anything else, you're getting water everywhere. 
and I have it dripping down the front. When I get my water mm-hmm. pick going, it's like a waterfall cascading down the front and it's getting into the cabinet and now it's taking off the finish. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Oh yeah. And it's bad. It's bad. So pay attention to what you do for sinks. Those might be great for a powder room mm-hmm. or somebody might be just quick wash yeah. your hands, you know, down in the hall powder room or something that you want to make a statement, but they're not the best for a situation like a master or a hall bath, yeah. especially a hall bath where you have kids. I thought I could get away with it. I like undermount sinks. Because I had no kids. I like undermount (laughs) sinks where you've got the slab with the sink coming up underneath it that is deep. And maybe not a perfectly square bottom because a square bottom tends to splash more. Yes. See? Than a little bit of a curve to it. Interesting. See? Things you learn. So go with a curved sink. No flat sinks. Mine's flat. The other thing is, and this applies more to kitchens, but you know, I have the apron front sinks. Mm -hmm. You got to think about those. Those get you more, when you're working in the sink, they get more water on you. Really? Because you don't have that inch and a half of countertop over the top of it. Oh, yeah. So you tend to wear more. You wear the the dishes. You wear the water more. I seem to have a problem so with that. So think about those things. I am a, I'm the. That's a key. I, when I use things in the kitchen and bathroom, it seems I'm, I'm waterworks. Everything goes all yep. over the place. So. Exactly. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap this one up. We got a few more for you. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hi everybody, I'm Ari Kameen from Steven Adler's band and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline. Welcome back to the Around the House show. Now, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about our top, what, about 11 remodeling bathroom tips that you should pay attention to. Doesn't matter if you're doing this as a DIY project or if you're paying for that contractor to come in and do it. These are our tips for you. Either way, there's something to consider when you're doing this kind of project. Now, if you're catching us on the radio, we appreciate you. And you can always catch it on the podcast if you missed part of this. And you can subscribe, listen. Heck, if you like what we're talking about, throw a review up. We always appreciate those as well. Only good reviews, though. Oh, yeah. We don't want any nasty comments. We'll help you if they're nasty. So we'll, 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 we'll hammer on you there. Just because we like to have fun. So anyway, Caroline. Should we jump into the A next lucky one? Lucky 11. We're, go- we're making our way there. Yep. Let's go to the next one here. Yeah, on their way there. So here's one that's really key, and we'll talk about this later in the next episode, but treat your water before you do the bathroom project. I don't like people that go in and have a trashed bathroom because of hard water deposits in the toilet, the shower door. The shower door looks like it's been painted white. Everything's crusty from mineral buildup. And they don't treat the water, and they come back and put the stuff in. And in six months, it's going to look exactly the same as what you just threw away. Yeah, I have a caveat to this, and I didn't think about it. 
going into it. We need to have them test their water first because we need to find out what's going on with yep. the water guys. Like you don't want to just go and treat. Do not do that. You need to test. And well, know no, no, no. Always. Yes. You always have test to test before. Correct. But I, I mean, you already know you have a, a water issue. Test it so you know what that process is going to and be. And that's going to determine, right. Don't just put a softener on there, guys, because it can create other problems. So you want to make sure you know what the problem is with your water and what's good, what's bad, and then get a treatment system. Yeah, you don't even know what that crustiness <laughs> is. It could be a bunch could of be different iron, things, right? Could be manganese, so, could be calcium, could be magnesium. I mean, seriously. Take a look at it so you know what the right process is. Because you might not even need a softener. You might need something else to deal, deal with yes. that. So make sure you go that route with it. But that's a key. Don't go ruining your new stuff. So do that first. Get that dialed in. Because you're saving your water heater. You're saving your dishwasher. You're saving your ice maker. You're, you're, you're helping other rooms in the house while you And do you're going to have a healthier shower, guys, because a lot of that chlorination byproduct that's in there, you can have that removed. So when you're taking a shower, you're not breathing in all these carcinogens, right? Yeah. Get rid of some PFAS while you're at it. <laughs> yes. I love that word, <laughs> PFAS. So that's a big one right there. That's one you should pay attention to. Now, here's a debate that has been a big one out there. So many 20s, 30s, 40s homes didn't have vent fans, so they put the window in the bathtub, right? You've seen yeah, of that, course, right? The curtain. They even had the curtain. <laughs> yeah, the curtain in there. Here's the cool thing with this. Yes, you can have a window in the bathtub without having to go out and change the siding, change the, the you know, maybe put in a taller window, you can do that without having to change the exterior of the house. But here's the secret. You have to deal with it with that shower system that's there. So if you're doing the Schluter, the Weedy, everything else, you can wrap that into the window and make that waterproof. Flashing. So you can deal with it there. Now, there's a big caveat to this one as well. That window has to, has to, has to be tempered glass. Yeah. So it has to say in the little thing on it, tempered glass has to be labeled on their tempered glass. That way, if you trip and fall. You're not going to be cut up. You're not going to get looking like you were in a Stephen King novel. I don't know. It's kind of weird having like so, a window in your shower, but I know they used to do it. I have a window in the bathroom above the toilet, but not in the shower. Yeah. 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 I've seen, I've had my last house had the windows high, like the little narrow ones. Bath high are nice, the shower. but I can't imagine. I've seen them yeah. where they're actually like in the shower. Oh yeah. No, I had a house 20 years ago. It was a full on like 3040 single hung window in the shower. <laughs> so weird. You know? <laughs> and yeah, that's a huge problem. And when you open that up for the remodel, expect mold, mildew, rot, bugs, Ugh. black studs. That's going to be ugly. Because it's never, it's not been waterproof its whole life, I promise you. That little shower curtain you cut up and put in there did not fix it. Because <laughs> somebody before you didn't care for it. So that's a big one. Now here is my pet peeve. I'm going to call this, I have, an, I have a name for this, my Pinterest pet peeve. Oh. Say that fast. My Pinterest pet peeve. Do not... Try to talk your designer or electrician 
into putting the chandelier over the bathtub. No, guys, no. But tell them why. They're probably not even thinking. That is against building code, period. Explanation point. You know why? Because if you're standing in the bathtub getting in and you go to slip, you can't reach up and grab an electrical device. (laughs) It's plugged in. So you can't do that. And I know you will have 100 pictures from Pinterest that shows them in there. Whoa. Smells like bacon. <laughs> oh, that was some serious electrocution. Yeah. It had a life like of bacon. its own. <laughs> no kidding. Oh. You can't do that, guys. So just, you know, and yes, I have had contractors put in rough in a light, put the cover over it. They get done. They go away and the homeowner goes in and puts it up there because they wanted to have it up there. I don't want to be taking a bathtub, have a little earthquake and have that thing fall down, Mm. land in the tub. And it's like somebody throwing the toaster in it. Not a good idea. I'm not risking my life for a light fixture. I think that's true with now you can move it over any water source though, Eric. Right. I mean, it's true. You don't want to have any of these kind of, Things that could become in contact with water, whether it's around the sink, the shower, flush mat yeah. fixtures, you know what I mean? Seems like logic. Yeah, you just want to be able to not be able to touch water and something electrical and have it in your hand at the same time. A fixture. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. So these are all things that you should really pay attention to that can be really expensive. And some of these are seem so simple, but I can't tell you how many times that I know people that went in and did that bathroom remodel. Happens all the time. And they forgot to change any of that pipe out. And now the plumber's coming in two years later and they're ripping up the walls that they just did because they didn't get in the walls at that time and do it. Like for me, here's another, here's one little other little tip that I want to throw in here before we go. Make sure anytime on your house, when you have a wall opened up or a floor opened up, Like when I was doing my kitchen remodel, I had to tear some drywall out because I was running a larger duct outside for my vent fan. Well, now that I had that open, I had stuff I had to do up there for the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So make sure when walls are opened up. Now, another another great tip. We're getting outside our 11 now. (laughs) I throw in that bathroom, if I'm tearing it down to the studs, I put rock wool safe and sound insulation around the whole thing. Mm. I can jump in a shower and no one will hear that shower in a bedroom next to it. If I have insulated those walls and other stuff, you know me, I like to have a yeah, loud but, bathroom fan. Cause I don't like people to hear me doing my business in the, you know, yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. But here's the other thing that's cool too with that is that, like with a steam shower, I needed to, because in theory, if I have humid air, inside that wall cavity mm-hmm. and I have a hot surface in there, I can get condensation yes, can. on the backside of the wall, which causes mold. Yep. So make sure you think these things through. And in today's age where people in bedrooms might be having a zoom meeting or kids doing school, insulating those spaces between rooms can really make a difference on keeping things quiet. And that stuff's waterproof and fireproof, so it's it's just good to have in there. Well, Caroline, we're about out of time. We did 
justice. We did kitchens. We did bathrooms. You guys, you have no excuse now. We laid it out for you. Easy, made it easy for you. Follow our instructions. You'll be good. Absolutely. And if you have other tips that you've found out, make sure and send us a message over to roundthehouseonline.com. If you have a tip that you thought we'll share it up on social media and uh, we'll put it up there because, you know, sometimes there's other tips that you've found out there that we could have added to the show, right? Yeah. Check us out on social media. It's time to go. We're out of here. Time to go. The music's playing. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. House. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.